Today in business from Wired. The Science of Scaling, hosted by Mark Roberge, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark Roberge, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO, senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and co-founder of Stage 2 Capital, sits down with the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling your company's growth. I like the episode with the founder of Aircall on how to go from handling your own sales to scaling a sales team. It has great advice for entrepreneurs. Listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, if we're going to recreate this old pic of us that mom posted, we've got to get the outfits right. Well, for some reason, I can't find gauchos with a matching shrug anywhere. Let me try on my Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. I just use the S Pen to circle the outfit in the post, and bam, five sites to buy it from right here. Shut up. How did you... You shut it. Mom's coming. Cute outfit. Get me one. (laughs) (laughs) Circle it, find it. With the new Galaxy S24 Ultra and circle the search with Google. Upgrade now at Samsung.com. Internet connection required. Results may vary based on visuals. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. This startup makes augmented reality social and ubiquitous by Andra Upson. At age 25, Anjne Mita has a stronger resume than some people twice his age. Before graduating from Stanford, he joined the venture capital firm Kleiner Perkins Caulfield and Byers. He led the firm's investment in Magic Leap, the mysterious and much-hyped augmented reality company. Then he ditched venture capital to pursue a dream that had followed him from a technology-free young adulthood in a bird sanctuary in India to the hyper-connected streets of Singapore to his days at Stanford. That dream was to share his world more than he could show in a photo, better than what he could convey with words, with the family and friends he'd left in India. In July, he and his college friend Ankit Kumar co-founded a company called Ubiquity 6 that tries to do exactly that through an augmented reality app for phones. We allow anyone with a phone to create a space together and then start editing that space, editing reality together, Mita says. On Wednesday, Ubiquity 6 debuted its app, which implements several features that have not previously been brought together. Using the phone's camera, the app creates a 3D map of a room in about 30 seconds, much faster and more accurately than what is typically possible with a phone, which today can take many hours. It uses deep learning to recognize the walls and furniture for what they are and comprehends their physics so that a digital ball bouncing off a real-world couch behaves differently than a ball hitting a hardwood floor. Most AR apps today are solo experiences, but this app lets people invite others into their digitally enhanced environment. In preliminary tests, Mita says the app hosted 10,000 users in a single space. Those users can then interact with digital objects or characters that take on a life of their own. For example, one day you and your friends might decide to play with a digital lion cub. If you close the app and return a day later, the cub might come bounding over to greet you or beg you for food. That's unusual, too. Most AR experiences don't last beyond a single session. These features may not sound groundbreaking, but that's a reflection of the early experimental state of AR. For it to grow into a useful mainstream phenomenon, AR will have to tap into humans' innate desire to connect with one another and will have to become much smarter about its environment. Pokemon Go, the breakout AR game of 2016, only offered a rudimentary way for multiple users to inhabit the same digital space. That may change in future games. 
Niantic, the maker of Pokemon Go, last month acquired a startup called Escher Reality that has been developing multi-person persistent AR experiences. And last September, Apple showed off a multiplayer AR game called The Machines, in which players shoot each other's robots as they run around on a flat surface such as a floor or tabletop. Ubiquity's graphics can't compete with the exclusive polish of the machines, but its technology supports a richer mix of real and artificial worlds. One of its games lets you put a digital basketball hoop on any wall and play a pickup game with friends. The most distinguishing feature of Ubiquity 6, however, is that it's not a one-off app. Most AR experiences today are standalone games or tools to assist in shopping or real estate, such as the app that lets you see what digital replicas of IKEA furniture would look like in your home. It's kind of like if you had to download a separate browser for every single website you wanted to visit, says Mita. Ubiquity is a platform from which you can launch a suite of games and reality editing tools. Mita calls it a spatial browser. Think of us as building the browser, and we're helping people build the first websites for the physical world. Mita says, "The hope is that developers will build more apps using its tools. Ultimately, we believe people will be building a ton of things we haven't imagined that you'll be able to search, discover, and launch with the people you care about using our browser. It's a lofty goal for an eight-month-old startup with 17 employees." With 10.5 million dollars in funding from investors, including Index Ventures, First Round Capital, Kleiner Perkins, and others, they're going head to head with much bigger, well-funded companies that want a controlling stake in the emerging AR landscape. According to a report from the analytics firm DigiCapital, AR and VR companies raised more than three billion dollars last year, with about half of that going to four companies: Magic Leap, a UK startup called Improbable, the gaming engine Unity, and Niantic. It's kind of a race right now to define what the ecosystem will look like, says Brian Blau, an analyst covering AR and related technologies for the research firm Gartner. The cool thing is that it's a green field right now; it's open. Some of the bigger companies are going to carve out their own area, but that leaves room for startups, especially if they have something unique. Longing for connection, Ubiquity Six's edge may come from its unusual origins. Unlike many of the more visible AR efforts, its founders are not gamers at heart. For Mitha, the motivation is personal. Growing up in Chennai in southern India, he had what he calls a typical childhood: playing video games and watching movies. Until at age ten, his parents sent him to a boarding school surrounded by open fields and a bird refuge. The school's philosophy viewed technology as a distraction from finding one's identity and purpose in life. So the school banned all computers, TV, phones, internet, and video games. Students had access to email for 20 minutes once a week. It was like growing up in the 80s, he says. After seven years at the school, he got a scholarship and left to finish high school in Singapore. Overnight, I went from playing in the dirt and reading books to this connected metropolis where everyone is on their phones and the entire school is on the internet. It was a shock to my system, Mita says. His Singaporean classmates did not understand his background, and when he tried to describe his new life to his friends and family in India, he found himself unable to convey his culture shock. He left Asia to attend college, where he once again found himself alone in a foreign environment and struggling to connect with his friends and family. As he was processing his own frustration, Evan Spiegel was living in a dorm room two doors down and working on what would soon become Snapchat. 
Snapchat struck Meta as a step in the right direction. It was more spontaneous and less curated than apps like Instagram, which had recently launched. But it still constrained the experience of life to whatever fit in the app's floating rectangle. He asked mentors for ways to study AR as an undergrad, but he found few courses that matched his interests. Meta found the training he craved when he started interning for Kleiner Perkins in his third year. A year later, he launched a seed fund focused on emerging technologies such as AR. Seeing Magic Leap, he says, was one of the data points that made me realize finally this is not a science fiction thing. We can do this in my lifetime. In talks with his old friend Kumar, they realized that Meetha's frustrations around communication could be turned into a product, and that Kumar had the computer vision experience needed to build it. At the time, Kumar was the chief scientist of a computer vision startup called Pilot AI, but he spent his nights and weekends hacking together a prototype with Meetha. Kumar had also worked for a deep learning venture called MetaMind, founded by Stanford AI professor Richard Soker. Intoxicated by the early progress they were making on implementing AR on their phones, Kumar and Meetha left their respective jobs and launched Ubiquity Six with Soker as one investor. They are really, really good in terms of their AI expertise, Soker says. There are a lot of AI pieces to making an immersive 3D environment work right, and they're doing very well on the first parts of their AI pipeline. Beautiful technology only matters if users fall in love with it. First-round investor Finn Barnes suggests that what might make people return to the app time and again is checking for digital messages and gifts left in specific places. That my wife could leave something in my office for me, or I could leave something on the school steps for my daughter to discover as she's walking in the door. These are the kinds of experiences that could be really fascinating, Barnes says. Midha hopes that AR can be the antidote to the communication failures brought about by the internet. The biggest thing that's been missing for the entire last decade was our physical embodied space, he says. He and Kumar have built the on switch for the digital layer of our everyday lives. Now it's up to the rest of us to flip it. Reality Plus. Follow these links in the original article. Augmented reality is shaping the future of play. Augmented reality workspaces will transform how you do your job, and you won't look weird doing it. With AR Kit, Apple is betting that the future of augmented reality will be on your phone. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.